Okay. Yeah, we thank God. It's good to see you again. Amen. 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 And we bring greetings from Ghana. Amen. Um, where God lives. Amen. It's God's own country. Amen. Amen. It's a country that we don't produce aki and swordfish. <laughs> Neither do we do sata and a nice spinach stew. But God has decided to live there. Amen. Yeah, so it's a good place. So, so this year, make sure you come to God's own country, heaven's touch. Amen. If you are not, um, if you are not started saving, then please start the savings. Okay. 20 pounds a week will take you there and have more than enough. Amen. This year's service starts going to be very powerful. Amen. 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 And um, I, I hope that I will see you. I'm really looking forward to see you there. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, what month are we in? Is our month of what? Praise and worship. Is our month of praise and of what? Worship. And uh, it's important that we understand some things. Before I go on, I want you to understand um, how many of us know of the prophet Isaiah? You heard of his name in the Bible. Let me see. Isaiah. Okay. He, he was a very powerful prophet. The things that God showed this Isaiah were very deep. Very, very deep. And um, he was the one that God showed him almost 700 years before the time. God told him, a virgin is going to conceive. And that virgin's baby is going to be the Messiah. So the government shall be upon his shoulders. Shall be known as this and that and that. And he was prophesying. And in his days, the people there didn't know what he was talking about. They thought this man must be crazy. How can a virgin conceive? But I want you to understand that 700 plus years later, the prophecy came to pass. All the people died. Isaiah himself what? Died. But the word of God stood and it came to pass in the birth of Jesus Christ. This same prophet was the one that God showed him how he was going to be killed. And he said that, he saw it in a vision and he said that he was bruised for our transgressions. He was beaten beyond recognition. He said the chastisement of our peace was laid upon him. Isaiah saw it in a vision. He was living the vision. And when he was writing these things down and telling their people, they just couldn't understand what is this man talking about? We are now in Jerusalem. Uh, we are now in what? Exile and other things. We want you to tell us things that will what? Uh, please our ears. We want papers. We want status. We want husbands. We want wives. We want food. Those are the things that we want you to what? To, to, to talk about. You are telling us about some strange things that some, something is going to happen. 
And they just couldn't understand what he was talking about. But you were, if you and I were living in Isaiah days, you would have done the same thing. Today, you say, oh, no, no, no. I will not. But I can, I can tell you that if you and I were living in Isaiah days, you would say, he's a false prophet. He, he's, he's, he, he needs, um, depending on your educational level, or your field, you say, oh, this man needs, needs, he needs treatment. You know, there are some people now, when you, you are making such prophetic utterances and prophetic um, 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 revelations, and they will tell you, oh, the Bible is not a relevant book now. I mean, you know, it's all about psychology. It's all about education. It's all about, you know, they'll tell you, you know, you have to, you need, you need um, mental analysis. And they'll start giving you all the medical terms. But you need to understand that God's word is true. And God's word is real. Tell your neighbor, it's real. Now, why am I starting off with this introduction? Because... Tell your neighbor, because. I can't hear you. Say it well. Listen, me, I'm not mama. If you don't say it well, I will come and put my hand in your eye. Say it, because. Yeah. Because. This same prophet, God revealed another thing to him which people don't talk about. And I want us to look at that. Do you want to know? Yes. Hell is expanding. That, that's the revelation that God gave him. He said hell is what? Expanding. God, God showed him that a day, some days are going to come, hell is going to what? Expand. If something is expanding, what does it, that one does it mean? It means that they need to create space. It's creating space. So, as you were as you and I, we are here. Understand that more souls are going to hell because of our attitude, the way we are behaving now. Isaiah saw our days, how godlessness will become the main thing. He saw it. How people will not like to hear sound doctrine anymore. How people will not be interested when you are talking to them about Bible studies. When you come to church and you are doing Bible studies, hey, we don't want those things here. We want magic. We want miracles. We want signs. We want wonders. We want deliverance. Every week you are being delivered. You come back with the same demon. Because you, you are not ready to change. But those are the things that you want. You want to hear prophecy. But your behavior quenches the prophetic anointing. Isaiah saw all this. He saw that the, day, the days will come when pastors will say they are doing deliverance and they'll be kissing people. They'll be kissing people. They'll be kissing you and saying, This is deliverance. So they'll call you, Sister Sibo, come, come here. I see some demon in you. Let me cast it out. And he'll put his lips on your lips and give you a deep French kiss. And the whole congregation will be standing there clapping. It's happening. I'm not making it up. These things are happening. 
he saw our days. That a, a, a man got and said, Hey, you, Bridget, come here. Tonight I'm going to give you a deliverance bath. When you are coming, don't wear any when you are coming, don't wear any panties. Don't wear any bra. Tell your husband to fast in the bedroom. You and me. We are going to the seaside. And we will go and do deliverance there. He saw how this. Because God told him that hell is expanding. Please understand the days in which we are. Some of you, the way you are living your Christian life, your priorities, you'll be shocked. You'll be very shocked. And where your priorities are, Jesus said it very clearly, where a man's treasure is, that's where his heart is also. So where the things you are following, the things that you are happy about, busy chasing, it shows where your heart really is. And you see, you cannot deceive God. Maybe you can deceive yourself, you can deceive the pastor, but you can't deceive God. Amen? Amen. You can't deceive who? God. You can't deceive God. Yeah. So, Isaiah chapter 5, verse 14. This is a prophecy that God gave prophet Isaiah. And we are going to look at it. Are you here? Are you following? So it says, let's read it together. Is it put it on the board? Isaiah chapter 5, verse 14. It therefore, says, therefore, Sheol, that, that word Sheol is the Hebrew word for Hades. So it says, Sheol has what? Enlarge itself and open its mouth beyond what? Measure. So hell is collecting you. Hell is collecting. You can see it. You don't go too far. You look around. It's real. People don't want God anymore. People, people, people don't love God anymore. Today when you mention anything about God, it's like you are a mental case. Especially in this country. When you talk about God, you say, oh, Forget about this God, God. It has become so normal. All this perversion, all this homosexuality, and all these strange, strange things. They are, the only thing that has not become um, accepted, as society has not accepted, and I know it's just a matter of time, is the, the sin of um, pedophilia. That's the only thing that this society has not accepted. Apart from that, Anything else has been accepted. People are sleeping with their dogs. People are marrying their dogs. It's always in the news. A woman has married a dog. People are willing, yeah, when they die, instead of willing their things for the house of God, for them, for saving people from going to hell, rather, what is their aim? They will give it to a dog or a cat. The life of animals has become more important than the life of humans. Because Satan has turned the word of God upside down. No animal was created in the image of God. Only this. And if science will tell you that we are created, we are animals, you can believe that science, but for, for us it's the word of God. And science can't prove anything that is not in the Bible. Everything they are saying is in the Bible. Yeah. 
So hell is collecting. Tell your neighbor, hell is collecting. Hell is collecting. Anytime we are doing a program, even you to watch the program on Facebook is too difficult for you. Watch it on Facebook. You don't want to participate. Listening to the radio program, you don't want. Hell is collecting. And it's collecting people who are lukewarm. They will join. Hell is enlarging without measure. It says, and their glory and their multitude and their pomp and he that rejoices shall descend into it. That which you are rejoicing in, that which you are chasing in, that which is giving you all the pomp, the pride and the arrogance, it will lead you straight to hell. If Christ is not your focus in these days, you better change. You better change. Because hell is collected. This same thing that the prophet was shown. He, he was shown Jesus' death. He was shown Jesus' death. It has all come to what? Pass. This one too, he was shown. It is happening and it's still what? Happening. So hell is collected. It's collected. And it's, hell is collecting souls. Hell is collecting souls. Yeah, and I want to show you from scripture that this thing that Isaiah was shown it has happened. You know, you know, hell is real. Do you know hell is real? I can't hear you. Your response is like you you're on your way to hell. Respond properly. If you are going to heaven, then respond properly. Yes. Heaven is a place where there is joy. People, you can't sit in church and be like a, a dead rat, a rat that has been put in oil. <laughs> Tell neighbor, come alive. Smile. Jesus is alive. Yeah. So, hell is busy filling up. As I'm speaking, people who don't know Jesus Christ are dying and going, dying and going. So the world, Satan has been very smart. If you read in Matthew, the Bible says that deception will be great. Matthew chapter 24. Signs, the disciples went to ask Jesus. Master, tell us. You said that you die and you go and you come back again. So when you are coming, what will be the sign that that time is very near? And Jesus began to tell them. And you find a lot of that in Matthew chapter 24. And one of the things that is mentioned is deception. He said there will be a lot of deception. So people are being deceived by wrong doctrines. Yeah, people are being deceived by wrong doctrines. People are being deceived by some, I don't know, just because, let me tell you, just because you have a degree, it, it means nothing. It, it means nothing. But some people think that that is the be it and end of it all. So that they can waste their life chasing after those things. It's, it's ridiculous. May, 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 may he teach you how to number your days. Teach me how to what? Number my days. days. There comes a time when you cannot work for God anymore. 
And there comes a time when you should stop pursuing some things. It's not important. At that time of your life, like now, if I say I'm going to do a PhD, what am I going to do with that PhD? It will just waste my time. You will not see me here in Teto because I want to be called doctor. You won't see me. And it will waste a good four, five years of my time. By the time I come back, I'm sure God would have replaced my calling. So God's work must go on. But we are chasing after certain things, which is not right. Says, and many false prophets shall rise and deceive many. Today, will you tell me, those of you that like going on social media, how many pastors have you heard preaching about hell or heaven before? Lift your hands up. Let me see. If you've been on Facebook and, or Twitter or YouTube or whatever, and you heard a pastor preaching about Facebook, lift your hands up. And about hell. Lift your hand, let me see. On hell, recently. On hell. Not me, you don't see me. If it's me, yeah, put your hand down. Yeah. So it's just a few people. That means that they are feeding you with what you want to hear, not what God is saying. They are men pleasers, they are deceiving people. There are many people who are in church now who are receiving miracles and they think that that is God's approval for their lives. There are many that say, oh, God, you didn't give me this, so now I can't worship you well. So now sit there eh? and be like that. Hell is waiting. If you can't, your eyes can't be open to see what God has done for you through Jesus Christ. And you sit down and you'll be, you'll be measuring certain things because of the nonsense you have been hearing. Not the word of God. Some of you think you are failures because of what somebody is preaching. Because of what somebody has got and hasn't got. Success in the eyes of God. It's not material things. He says, a man's life does not what? Consist in the abundance of things he has. For your class, not to educate, what is that? What are those things? It's nothing before God. Am I talking to somebody? So, you are not a, you are not a failure. In fact, to know Jesus Christ, that is the greatest success of a man's life. Yeah. And then the other things will be added. But the other things that the Bible says, do you know that those are the very things that you also live when you are living this earth? So it's not like the other things are not important. You need it from this earth. But they are the very things that you also live. It's like when you go to an airport and there are vending machines there. There is a nice sofa that you can lie on it. When you are going to board the aircraft, you take those things with you. But whilst you are at the airport, it's for your convenience. You use it and you are happy to use it. But once the time comes, say the plane is moving, everybody gets on board. Everyone now leaves whatever they are doing and goes. And the only thing that they are requiring is your passport and what? Your boarding card. And that's all that is required. And for us, that is your salvation whether you are born again as your ticket to your destination heaven if you don't have it you have another destination and that destination is hell and you shall end up there 
and that's the hell that God showed the prophet Isaiah. He said, therefore has what? Hell enlarged herself. And hell is expanding. Hell is expanding. Hell is expanding. Now, this thing happened in the days when Jesus was about to die. Or in the, the, the very day that Jesus died. But before then, let me show you something. When you read the scripture, you know the story about Lazarus. Lazarus and the rich man. You know that story. Where is it? It's in Luke, isn't it? Chapter 16. Uh-huh. Verse what? Chapter 16, verse 19 downwards. Let's read it. So please bear in mind, we are talking about the prophecy that God gave to Isaiah in Isaiah chapter what? 5, verse 14. He said, hell has enlarged itself. And just like the, all the other prophecies that was given to him, this one too has been fulfilled. And hell has expanded. That means there are more people going to hell. And you and I, we need to work further. So he says there was what? A certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fed sumptuously every day. Some of us, we want to, we want to fare what? Sumptuously every day. Every day. Every day we want to. Yes, I'm driving a nice car. I have a nice hair style. You know, me too, I'm the latest and I have, I have this, I have that. I, so many eyes in your sentences. You want to fare what? Sumptuously. Sumptuously. It's not a bad thing to fare sumptuously. But it becomes a bad thing when now that thing takes your mind off God. May you, may you fare sumptuously. I said, may you fare sumptuously. He said, there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of what? Sauce. So the first one says there was a certain rich man. Then the second verse now talks about a certain beggar. But you notice that the beggar's name has been what? Mentioned. Immediately, it should bring your mind to this truth. Which is, riches doesn't give you any name before God. Oh Yes. You can be driving the latest. Your car can be. Some people now they own jet planes. You don't even cars. It's like a bicycle to them now. They own what jet planes now. So when you are talking about cars, you say what is car? But you know those things. It doesn't in the in the records of heaven. It doesn't really mean anything to God. It doesn't. I mean, so you drive a Lamborghini. So what? You think God, God is concerned. It doesn't really matter. It becomes something that God becomes concerned with. If you link it to what God is doing, uh-huh, then that God is, becomes concerned. But you see, he said the rich man, he, some, he first some, there are a lot of people who are doing well. 
who are, I mean, life is good. Life is okay. Yeah. All the things that, and you see, if you, if you don't take care, chasing after those things will let you have another God. And when it comes to, when it comes to it, your name will not even be mentioned by the Holy Spirit. A certain man was a certain rich man. That's all we know. Was clothed in purple. That means the latest, uh, the latest, um, you know, fashion. The the the, the Gucci's and the Prada. Some people pride themselves. I I I I, I only use thousand pound um, bags. My suit is Savile Row suit. They, those are the things that they pride themselves in. And some of you. If you don't have it, imitation ones, the China China ones, you too, you too are using it so that people too will see that you too are coming. May you be delivered from China. <laughs> the imitations. <laughs> and the first of every day. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of souls, who was laid at his, at his gates. Wow. Uh-huh. And then he says that. Desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Oh, don't we all desire? Oh, I wish I have a new car. I wish I have this. You look at, sometimes when you are driving and then some car comes, when the traffic lights, some car comes and parks beside you. If you have an ungodly wife, you look at you and look at you and make you feel like you, I've married a goat. <laughs> Oh yes, there are some wives that are like that. They will tell you, it's the, uh, this one, I can only get it in my dreams. <laughs> so, tonight I'm going to sleep. Don't wake me up. Don't touch me. I'm wearing jeans. Don't wake me up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a design. He was designing. He wanted some of the good things that the rich man had. But you know, he said dogs will come and lick him and he saw this man was really suffering. His life wasn't good. Dogs can also spiritually mean even devils. But you see, rich or poor, we all have one feet. Tell you anybody, we have one feet. We have one appointment. That appointment is in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27. Whether you are rich, whether you are poor, whether you are a pastor, whether you are a president. Recently in Ghana, a young um, dancehall artist, very popular in Ghana, has died. 20 years, very young. She would have celebrated her 21st birthday, 16th of February, I think. Young girl, died in an accident. Very, very you know, very high-minded, very, you know, haughty, living the life of a pop star, granting interviews here. She was raining. She was called Ebony. Ebony Reigns. Raining in Ghana. All her songs, hit songs. And apparently some prophet prophesied that if she doesn't change her ways, she's going to die. She's seen that she's going to have an accident. And the prophet even mentioned the, the, the road. I don't know what happened. It did happen, just as the prophet said. 
So, so don't despise prophetic things. Don't, de- don't despise prophetic ministry. Don't despise it. So as we are speaking, she's dead. Yeah. Another one too. Used to be a very famous actor. He's dead as well. Money didn't save them. You know, <laughs> it was sad. When I heard the story, she was actually going to travel. She went to visit their mother. And then when she was coming back, she had that. She was coming back to fly that night. All planned out to have a concert, a European concert and, and a UK, um, um, American concert. All planned out. You see, you are here planning your life, busy planning your life, and I have just three years, then I'll finish and I'll qualify. And then I have this one. And then when I finish, by that time, little to, tomato will be five years old. And, and, and so I can put tomato here, and uh, little, little potato, the head would have grown like this, and I, I, I can do that. By that time, my husband has done, has done this and has done that. Oh, I'm, I'm going to do that. And you are busy planning your life. You know you're planning. God has not been factored in. That you are there. Hell is expanding. All your planning, and, 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 and I'm going there, and I'm going to build this house, and I'm going to build this land. As I'm standing here, I haven't even built myself a house. Because if I die and I have a house, it will account for nothing. But if I die and I have built God or bought a house for God, it will, it will be waiting for me there. Yeah, but people are buying houses and they are building their houses and they are. And they are, and they are I, I met one foolish pastor. I saw his car. I said, wow. Only to find out that when I went to the place where this guy is holding his services, I was shocked. Three years in Ghana, what we have built. This guy has been in ministry close to 20 years in Ghana. Still living in some um, plywood. I, I, I shook my head. And you should see the car this guy is driving. Me my car, wobbly, is coming. <laughs> but I have built something for God though, where people come and get saved, people come and meet God. It's my covenant with God. Mm-hmm. Let me drive a, a, a wobbly car. But I know times are going to change. Because my priority is different from his priority. He wants to be seen. He wants to be for people to know that he too has what arrived. It's driving a nice a Porsche four by four. I didn't even ask for that. I won't be surprised that it's even on high pitches. I won't be surprised. But you see, rich or poor, we all have what one feet. It's an appointment you cannot miss. That's why the word the Bible uses the word an appointment. It's more this is more than a doctor's appointment. You can't cancel it. You must meet it. Me, I think about this appointment. When I see people behaving so so proud and so arrogant, you see some husband very cocky, some wife very rude and arrogant and doing all sorts of mess. I just look at you and I say. You just don't know how that your days are numbered. That's why you are behaving like that. Because if you know your days are numbered, you try your best to live at peace. That the Bible says, "I live at peace with what? All men. All this nonsense. This one has offended me. This one has done this. This one has done that. Too much self and pride. 
too much. It's too much. So, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27. Put it on the board. When we come back to this. Let's read it together. It says, it is what? Appointed unto man. To what? It is appointed unto man to die once. And after that, what? Judgment. So, there's an appointment. As you are sat here, there's an appointment. This is the irony of life. Do you know the day you are born, you start dying? Do you know that? The very day you are born, you start dying. So, you say, oh, every birthday when you are celebrating, you are celebrating life, but you are also dying. That's the red. Think, look, we need to tell you this is that you have to be real about this. But you see, for a Christian, you are thinking about these things shouldn't be like the world. If you, you, your mindset is worldly, if you have set your mind, if you don't have the mind of Christ, then, you know, when we talk about death, you begin to think about ghosts and, and, um, and, and you are afraid and all those, all those nonsense. But it shouldn't be so. There is an appointment for men. This is the faith of men. It's a man born of woman is full of what? Yeah. A few days. And full of sorrows. So that's our faith. That's our faith. If you have counted your days and numbered your days, you you begin to do certain things right. For instance, the first twenty to twenty-five years of your life, you are staying with your parents most likely. What you do with that will determine to a large extent how you live the next what twenty to twenty-five. And that will also determine how you live the other you know, 20, if God gives you more extra, then you take it. Disappointed. Disappointed. Unto man to die once. There is some teachings that is going on, which is Satan is behind it. Eastern religious beliefs, like Buddhism and other things. They are teaching people about Reincarnation. And there are some Christians that have been taught like that. That when you die, you go and you what? You come back. And Satan can, can use anything just to bring about deception, as we read in Matthew. And one of the things that Satan uses to deceive people is education, for education as we know it. And he can also use culture. So, for instance, in most of most cultures, not just in Africa, even if you go to this, um, East in China and other places like that, they also have beliefs that they, they worship ancestors, just like in, in, in Africa, we worship what? Ancestors. What, why do people worship ancestors? Because they believe that when you die, you go and join and live with the ancestors. Now, this is a corruption of the truth of the word of God. Because when a person dies, you go somewhere. It is true. But you don't go and join your ancestors. So, without the knowledge of the word of God, this is how people were living and thinking and they thought that if you die, you go and join your ancestors. That's why in those days, when a chief dies, the chief, even Pharaoh, the pharaohs, that's how they buried them with 
slaves, so that they will go and what? Serve them in the afterworld. So it's not just in Africa. It's the black, it's the, it's the media that has portrayed in Africa as from backward, but they, all, they are all doing it. Let me tell you, just as far as 50 years ago, it was abomination in this country to even talk about gay. It was an abomination. Go back some few more years, they were killing people who they, women, they were burning women, and they said, if you're a witch, they'll burn in this country. So, don't let anybody deceive you to tell you that oh, you are backward and you come and you just copy their culture foolishly and you just leave things. Culture for a Christian should be the word of God. If it does not fall in line with the word of God, drop it. So you have this sort of teaching going on about what? ancestral worship. Where do you worship ancestors? I, that's God hate. God hates it. Idolatry. But people do it. So they deceive people to think that when you die, you will come back what? Again. In the, in the Hinduism and Eastern religions, they even teach that depending on how good you are. So if, like now you are living and you are a human being, that means you were good in the previous life. But as a human being, if you should fail and you live a bad life, you will come back maybe like a cockroach. Or you can come back like a cricket. <laughs> That's your punishment. So you see that they don't eat cows. They believe cows are like, like the next step to humans or something like that. They don't eat cows. And then they believe that you can, you can grow yourself right up to the point where you become like a god. Immediately letting you not see the need for a savior. And these things are being subliminally introduced. He said, and they introduce heresies secretly into Christianity. False teachers. Today, some churches, I watch on some American channels, and I see them talking about yoga, doing yoga and all those things. Do you know what yoga is? Martial arts. Do you know where that thing comes from? There is a spirit in the Bible. I don't, well, this is not what I'm talking about. Even, even all these fashion shows and things that we are doing. This, um, there is a spirit called Molech in the Bible. And he's behind all these um, um, fashion things that we see. These um, people that strut about like. And even watch them. Watch the way they walk. They, 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 they walk like what? Like, in a, it's not normal way. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's a way, well, for us, it's a way to understand. It's on the ground here. Have you seen that before? So, when the people says them and they are walking on a cartway, is the marine spirit and their head is, is, a, is, a, is a molecule. That's the name of them. It's in the Bible. And when you see them walking and walking and you have to, it enters into them, they have a, suddenly you become a, a certain persona. That's how they say something, when I'm on stage, I have a stage name. Even all the, all the musicians, all of them, have spirits behind these things. So, so everything that is what? Permissible. 
So we have the right to do everything, but not everything is what? Permissible. And, and, and there's a scripture also in Jeremiah. He says, see the daughters of Jerusalem, how they are strutting about, lifting up their necks and wearing bundles and all those things. And you can see immediately he's talking about these things. So these things have been introduced because hell is expanding. People need to enter. Satan wants to get people. But he can't come and say, me, I'm the devil, I want you to follow me. He's using all sorts of things. Do you know what the scripture says? It says that if Jesus doesn't come early, even those who are elect, how do you think it's going to happen? Through all this deception, you take it for granted. Be careful. Be careful. Just because of money, you can sell your soul to the devil. So, it is appointed unto man to what? Die once. And after death, what? When you die, it is said that in, in that the rich man and what? The poor man. They all had what? The same things. They all have the same things. And it's an appointment. It's an appointment. And you know, when that time happens, when that time happens, like that lady, Ebony, has happened in what? In a car. But if yours doesn't happen in a car, you know, for the Christian, you should understand that we are made up of what? Body, spirit, and what? Soul. Body, spirit, and soul. So the real you, the real you is not your body. The real you is not what? What's your body? So stop placing emphasis on how you look. There are some wives and there are some men that, oh, my hand is like this. Now my breast is like this. Please stop that foolishness. That is not you. But you can concentrate to the extent that it affects your life. So that, oh, I need surgery. I need this. I need that. Please, be careful. Be very careful. Because your body is not you. If God was to judge us with our bodies, then of course, there are a lot of people who will not make it. Oh yes. If God was to judge us with what? Our bodies. A lot of people will not what? Make it. A lot of people will make it. Yeah. Because then, you only have to be, you have to be very perfect. Have the correct height, correct weight, everything you must know. Have it according to the world's description, which you are striving for. Instead of striving for physical, spiritual what? Um, maturity, you are rather striving for what? Oh, I want to have my tummy a little bit smaller. I want to have a little bit of my, my hands smaller. Oh, I wish that I could, I could have my eyes a bit bigger. Oh, somebody, oh, can I get some? Some injections into my lips to get my lips bigger. 
All those things. It's not you. It's not you. That's not you. That is just the container that is carrying you. And of course, you must try your best to look after it well. But it's not you. What is a house without a, what is a house without you know, people living in it? If you have a building and nobody lives in it, can it become what is it? Huh? Okay, let me ask the question this way. What's the difference between a home and a house? Huh? Which one is which? A home has someone in it, and a house is just empty. Yeah, so is what is in it that makes it a home? It's not, it's not, if it is empty, it's a house. And the Bible calls it our temple. It calls it what? A temple. It's a tabernacle. It's just an outer tabernacle. It's a, it's a house. What makes it a temple for the Holy Spirit is when you live in it, you, your spirit, your soul is in it. That is when it becomes a temple. Have you seen the Holy Spirit coming to dwell in a dead body? No. Why? Because there is nobody there. So he will not come there. And you must invite the Holy Spirit. So you are living in that container, that tabernacle, that earthly tent. And the Holy Spirit, when you are born again, comes and lives in it. So, your real you is your spirit and what? Your soul. That's you. That's why the Bible says that God looks not on the outward appearance, but he looks in the inside. And when Saul, when, when the prophet Samuel he was going to pick a king. He looked at what? Even though he was a prophet, he looked at what? The outward appearance. He said, ah, look at this man. Take tall. He must be the anointed of the Lord. And he was going to pour what? Oil. And the Spirit of God said, no, don't do that. It's a mistake. Went through with all the sons. He said, ah, so what is going on? Not knowing. There was a monkey somewhere in the, in the desert. Nobody regarded it. It's even believed that Jesse, David, didn't have the same mother as the brothers. That's what some biblical scholars believe. So he was not properly treated. So he was sent somewhere. And it's not, it's not, it's not perfect because if you look at the story of Joseph, he was the same. They were all brothers, but what? Different mothers. And they hated Joseph. So it, it could be true. It could be true. So they had put him where? In the desert. You, you are not our mother's son. You are, you are. Those of you that and you, you, you have stepchildren and you don't treat them well, be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Because you never know. You never know. And it's not a mistake that God will bring them into your lives. 
So you have to be careful. Amen? Amen. You have to be careful. So God looks in what is in the container. So as we are here, you can be wearing a nice dress, nice shirt. God is not interested in those things. He's looking at the real you. That one, you can't hide it. Yeah. That one, if there is pride there, as it's, as it's sitting here, God can see it. If your motives are wrong, He can see it. But as we are starting, nobody can tell physically that they've written what? Pride on you. They've written the sin of fornication on you. They've written that. You see it. But those are the things that God because that one is in your soul and in your spirit. That's the real. And God is the spirit, and that's the one He checks. And you see, when a person is about to die, death, physical death as we know it, is the process whereby your soul and your spirit leaves what? The body. Yeah. That's, that's death. And the Bible says that that time will come for everybody. It will come. Think about it. Don't think that you are going to live forever. Remember, it looks like just yesterday when you were what? A child running around naked in your father's compound. And you, you, they had to beat you to tell you, go and put clothes on. It looked like just what? Yesterday. Time is gone. Today you too have your own children. You might even have your own grandchildren. Think about the day of your death. Not only the day of your birth. Think about it. When it happens, God, pray about it. I, this is, God, please spare me all this long, long sickness. Pray about some of these things. So it's an appointment, and whether you like it or not, you, you, you have it. And if you have ever worked in a hospital before, you know that some people, you know, there are telltale signs of end of life. You can tell it. Their breathing becomes very shallow. Chinese looks, they call it. And you breathe one and then, and then, like that, they are dying. At that moment, their spirit and their soul is what? Living. And you see, when you read the story of Lazarus and the poor man, he says something that continues. Let me show you something. He says, these two people, something happened there, and they both what? Died. He says, the rich man, he says, the beggar died, and was what? Carried by angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also what? Died. So rich or poor, you will all what? Die. But when you die, at that moment when you are lying down there, and your family people are crying, please, when I am dying, don't come and stand there and cry. Because I'm going to a better place. So don't, I don't want to see any witch or wizard coming to stand there to come and cry. And at my funeral, don't wear anything black. If you wear black, I'll ask permission from God. Please, let me come back down. And give that witch a knock on the head. Because if you die, 
He says, and the rich man died, and the poor man died. You notice here that he says that the rich man died and was buried. Because money can give you a good burial. But if you're a poor man, you die like a chicken, and you are buried like a chicken. Nobody talks about your funeral. Nobody remembers you. And Satan, in, in, in the culture like Ghana now, Satan is using you know, burial to waste money. Buy expensive things. Today, now they dance even with the with the with the cups. They put their cups, their cups, their coffin, and then they will play music. One that I saw, somebody actually was pounding fufu for their cups. They waste money. They waste is foolishness. But you see, if you don't have money, you can't do that. If you're a poor person, when you die, there's nothing mentioned about you. But the fact that it's written there. And he was buried. But the poor man, nothing is said, shows that he wasn't given any burial. The rich man was given what? A burial. But it's not the kind of burial that you have that will determine where you are going. Hmm? It's not the burial at all. You can, you can have a burial like Princess Diana. It will not change anything. When this guy died, he said he was met by what? Angels. And he went into Abraham's what? So at the moment of death, that is when the real Jew, you see, if you want to understand this thing, anytime you sleep, that is, there is a proverb in here that if you don't know what death is like, when you sleep, that's how death is like. You see, when you sleep, you are dreaming. You are living in a different world. It's a real world. But because you are, your body is still active and alive, suddenly you don't even know how God wakes you up because your time is not up. And you are back to the land of the living. And your flesh takes over. So now the senses of the soul and the spirit is dumping again. And you are not aware of anything. But when you die, the senses of the flesh is what? Dumping. And now the senses of the spirit and the soul becomes more what? Alive. That's why you can't play with your dream life. Amen? Amen. You can't what? Play. Lift up your right hand. Say, My Father. My Father. Help me. Help me. To understand. To understand my dream life. My dream life. In, the In the name of Jesus. So listen, when, how many of us dream? I've met some strange people, they say when they, they don't even dream. And when they dream, they don't. Those people, they need immediate emergency deliverance. But how many of us dream? You dream. Okay. God speaks to us most often in dreams. You can have business of the day kind of dreams as well. But when you dream, you see that when you are dreaming, you feel the thing is what? Real. Until you wake up. Why why it feels real is because actually the things are sort of happening. And your soul and your spirit is actually interacting. But when you wake up, then your flesh, the senses of the flesh, it becomes activated again. And instead of Focusing on the spirit and the soul, the senses now take over. It takes a spiritual person 
to be able to what? To, 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 to know the difference. And how will you be able to have that kind of control? The Bible gives us the key. It says, the word of God, which is able to pierce asunder. So if the more of the word of God in you, that will make you a spiritual person. So that even in your dream life, when they come and they say, I will kill you. Then if you want to kill me, then you take a knife and you start chasing them. In the dream. But you, because you, you haven't built yourself with the word, there's nothing there. When they come and say, I'll kill you. <laughs> please forgive me. Please. And you're dreaming and they always beat you. And that's the reality. And what you see in the dream, manifest physically. It should tell you that the spiritual life is more important than the physical life. So when this guy died and the angels came. See, when you are dying, eh, and you are lying down, and every two minutes, <laughs> what is actually happening is that your soul is separating itself, and your spirit is separating itself from its container, that which it has called home for how many years it is that you have lived. And it is separating. It's separating. And what is happening Angels are there waiting, or demons are there waiting. And when the real you is leaving your body, you, it's an appointment that you can't say, please, 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 reschedule. Like some of you, you abuse the energy system here. Everything is you are calling rescheduling, rescheduling. This one, you can't. You can't say, oh, please, 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 I, I'm leaving my baby. So, Angels, please wait. Let me go and say bye-bye to my baby. You can't say that. You can't say that. Oh, please, where I'm going, I need my certificates. Please. Let me, that time you'll be there. And they'll be there waiting. And you have to what? You have to go. It's an appointment. By force appointment. Tell anybody by force. You, you can't say that. You can't say that. Oh, I, 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 I built five houses. I've built five houses. And, like, if I like Pastor Boa, I've built houses in Accra, I have this one in this one, and I have this one in this one. I'm, I'm, please let me go and take it back. No, the angels will be there. Oh, yeah. But time is up. You can't. So, those things that you wasted your life chasing, you can't go back and get even a pin of it. Naked we came, naked shall we go. You can't say that, oh, my Brazilian hair, I left it. They'll be there, they'll be watching. Those observers, and you see always observers, they are worried. Yeah, I said I'll print something like that on my car. I forgot. Next one, when I'm coming, I'll do a nice one, I'll put it, observers are worried. Observers, they are always worried. Those people who are standing there watching you die, they are more worried. They are crying. <laughs> if they only know what is actually happening. They will stop their crying. And then, the moment, and it is written in the books, the very second that your heart will stop beating, and your brain will be clinically declared what? That it is written. Just like, Joshua was born. He said, 
time of birth. And he made my Friday. And I said, ah, you should have waited a little. But it is written, it is written that he must come on this day. Just, you should miss it. The same way death is like that. And you can't go back and say, oh, like today, some of you, you can't do without your phones. Eh? You can't do without your phones, your tablets, like an attachment to you. When that appointment time comes, you can say, my phone, hey, where's my phone? Some of you, when you can't find your phone, you scatter the whole house, shout at your husband, shout at your wife, you become miserable, and you just be a nuisance. When that appointment happens, you can't say, please, let me go and take back my phone. What is happening is that the angels are there, and they will receive you. And then, if you are an evil person, to demons will be ready, waiting. Now, the hell that has expanded, now, Remember that it says here, Abraham's what? Bosom. That is the word that is known as what? Show. It's Hebrew. In, in the Greek, it's called Hades. It's been translated as Hades. And this, Abraham's bosom, you realize that it is very close to that same place we call hell. Because when you read the story, I mean, you know the story. He said that, whilst this man was what? In Abraham's bosom, he looked and he saw and he saw that the guy was what? Enjoying and relaxing in Abraham's bosom. Meaning that when you actually die, if Abraham was lying in the grave as a righteous person in Christ or an Old Testament believer as they were because they had faith in God. We don't, when you die, you are not just, you, they don't just put you in a grave there and that is it. You die, but the real you lives on. And said he was relaxing Abraham's bosom. And the other guy, what was happening to him? Said he was in torment. There was no Bomali there. There was no Marakari there. There was no, none of these proper idols. Nobody was there. It was a place of what? Torment. And I told you in the beginning that Isaiah saw this and he saw that hell has what? Expanded. Now let me show you that and now and I will pray. The hell that he was talking about if let us say if this is hell there is a big gap and then this is what? Um, Abraham's bosom or in other words paradise. And when you are standing in hell, you can see what is happening. When you are standing in hell, you can see what is happening in what? And you can see verse 1. But you can't cross over. You can't cross over. Now, when Jesus Christ died, something happened. And that was the prophecy God gave to Isaiah. This is what I'm teaching you. You will not get it to anywhere. This is by revelation. When Jesus Christ happened, died, what happened? The Bible says that the curtains was what? Torn. Into what? Into two. And then when you read the final scripture, it's in Matthew, it says, and when you read the final, it says that 
there was what? An earthquake. And then after the earthquake, what happened? He said that great what? And is that it? No, no, not this one. No, no, no. No, the one I'm looking for is the Matthew when Jesus Christ died. When Jesus Christ, where is it? Yes. Uh-huh. It says, then behold, the veil of the temple was what? Torn in two. From what? Top to bottom. And the earth what? Quick. That was epic. And the rocks were what? Split. Why did God make all these things happen? Because we know from scripture, it's the Bible says that Jesus went down into what? Hell. When he died. Now the hell that he went to, remember that it is a, a, you need to, uh, this is where people get confused. That word hell, or that people normally say hell, is not right. The actual word should be showed or Hades. And when you talk about Hades, at that time, it was two compartments. Abraham's bosom and what? Hell. Two compartments. Abraham's bosom and hell. So that Abraham's bosom and hell from Hades. Do you understand? Now, when you are a good person, before Jesus Christ died, when you are a good person, and when you, when you have faith in God, because according to that, you know, God deals with mankind in dispensations. By, in our time, it's a dispensation. And there, how God used to classify whether you are righteous or just have to believe in the name of God and that's it. And so all those like Abraham and those people from Adam and all those people right up to the day that Jesus died, they were kept in Abraham's bosom. And then that same Hades, that other compartment that was known as hell, where Satan and his demons are now still being kept. If you're a bad person, you are pushed there as well. So you see whatever is happening. So in those days, it was known as paradise of what? Abraham's bosom. But the Bible says that the day Jesus Christ died, something happened. And it says many, the graves, there was earthquake. The graves opened up. The earthquake was to open the graves. The graves opened up. And it says many bodies of the saints who had what? Fallen asleep were raised. So those who were in Abraham's bosom, being kept there, the Bible says that they were all released. They were released. And what happened was that if you are in Jerusalem, you will see maybe your auntie or great auntie who was a good Christian, a good believer, a good Jewish person or whatever, that person is dead. But on the day Jesus died, they came out of their grace physically. It's in the Bible. They came out of the grave physically. And they went into the holy city where, known as Jerusalem, and they presented themselves. So you'll be there, and your great-great-auntie will come, and you will know that that is your auntie. And you will appear, and then they disappear. Where did they go? They now went into the new paradise in heaven. Where Paul said that, 
I have been to what? Paradise. I've been to the third heaven. I have seen certain things that is not even lawful for a man to what? To mention. And so now Paul says that now when you die, a Christian, and listen to this carefully, when you die as a Christian, you don't go to Abraham's bosom. Say to die is to be present with the Lord. And that's why those who died and were kept there, you know the Bible that Jesus went there to preach to them. Jesus went there to preach to them, proclaim the gospel to them. He didn't go to the hell path because they are already condemned. But he went to them because they had not heard the gospel of salvation. So he went there and for three days he was proclaiming the gospel to them. And, they went, and, and so when they, raised, when they, no, they rose up, they were all born again and they all went straight into heaven. And now that's where they are. So when you die now, you don't what? Go to Abraham's bosom. When you die, you go straight to be in the presence of the Lord. So that paradise has been moved from the one that is near hell. And it's been going to heaven. And this is what Isaiah was made to see. Because now if that paradise is empty, what is going to happen to the hell? Expand and take more space. And that's what Isaiah was saying. Hell has what? Enlarged itself. Because the compartment now, that paradise is empty. So hell is expanding. And it has happened. And many don't know. I pray that you don't play with your life, with your Christianity. You change your priorities. All this high-mindedness, all this arrogance, where are we going with those things? Teach us how to number our days. Preach. This is why Jesus summed it in one thing. He said, love your neighbor as yourself. First, he says, love God with all what? Your heart. And then he said, love what? Your neighbor as yourself. These are the two things that a man must live by. If, you, if whatever you are doing, your motives are selfish, self-centered, your appointment day will come. What are you going to do? Where are you going? It's appointed unto man to what? And after death, be on your feet. Think about what you have heard. When your time comes, and your soul and your spirit is leaving your body, what will you say? Oh, here I come, my Savior, I come, I can't wait. Or you say, please, please, oh, it is sweet in the world, please give me more. No, no, no. Pray. Lift your life before God. Lift your life before God. Don't, don't play. I'm telling you right now, there are reaper angels in the house. Observing, watching, and recording. After today, if you should still end up in hell, the way Satan will beat you. I haven't finished. God willing, maybe next week I'll continue. Lift your hands up. Please lift your life before. This is between you and God. Some of us are carrying weights. We are going to take burdens that are not right now in our life. If we are no, if we have not made our days, we shouldn't be doing some of the things and pursuing some of the things we are doing now. Wrong ambitions, selfish ambitions. So that men pray.
at the end of the day, please live your life before God. Life is very, very short. If you don't know, it's very short. Every day you have an opportunity. You waste it. It will never come back again. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. I thank you for your word. Amen. This word, oh God, I pray that it shall be buried in our hearts. Amen. It shall fall on good soil. Amen. That we shall not be deceived. Amen. By the presence and the cares of this world. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I pray for all the sheep you have given unto us. Amen. The Lord, none will go missing. Amen. Except those who have been ordained. Mm. But Father, I pray. Amen. Let mercy, let love. Amen. Let grace. Amen. Speak for us. Amen. And the blood that was shed on the cross of Calvary. Amen. That we will continue to remember it. Amen. Day and night. Amen. Let us live here with this understanding. Amen. A hell has been enlarged. enlarged. Seeking to swallow. Yes. May we not be deceived. Amen. May we not be deceived. Amen. May we change the way we are practicing our Christian life. Yes. Our Christian faith. Yes. Our giving, our mindset, our thinking. Jesus. Wickedness, selfishness, arrogance. Amen. That is that the motive, the way we do our things. Jesus. Father, help us. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We thank you. Amen. Amen.